0: Sokka's plan to rescue his father from prison was going downhill fast. He had tried to sneak off by himself, only to find Zuko waiting for him. A Zuko who threatened to wake up his sister if Sokka wouldn't bring him along. So, here he was, trying everything he could to get the Omega to just stay here. I can't exactly take me with you, with you smelling like, you know. Sokka flailed his arms widely. An Omega. He finished, looking firm in his argument. Do I smell like an Omega now? Zuko asked calmly. Sokka opened his mouth to reply, but snapped it shut suddenly. He took a deep breath, and a puzzled expression made its home on his face. No, you don't, Sokka said, confused. How did you do that? He said. People can't just turn off their scents. Zuko rolled his eyes. We went over this already. There are herbs that can do it. Sokka hit his fist on his hand. Oh, yeah, you did mention that. Then more suspiciously. You also mentioned you had run out of them. I did, Zuko said, but the temple garden just happened to have some of the herbs I needed growing in a hidden corner, Zuko said smugly, so now you have no reason to not take me with you. Saka opened his mouth to argue again, but before he could, Zuko decided to play his trump card. Unless you think an omega is too weak to help you out, Zuko spit out challengingly. Saka spluttered for a moment, flailing before he found his words. "'Nope, of course not. Omegas are just as capable as alphas. I just don't want—' "'Great, then I'm coming along to help,' Zuko said, drowning out whatever excuse Sokka was going to give next. "'Sokka's shoulders slumped in defeat, and he took a deep breath. <sighs> "'Okay, fine. Then he drew himself back up and said, "'Let's go break into a prison.' Zuko couldn't do anything but smile back at Sokka. Sokka was not panicking. He was just logically considering all the things that might go wrong so he could plan for those eventualities. They had made their way into the prison and promptly had to split up, which was fine, more than fine even. It was good. They could cover more ground that way. He was definitely not imagining all the things that could happen to Zuko without Sokka there to watch over him. Not that Zuko needed Sokka to watch over him, Zuko was a terrifying bender and a more-than-competent fighter both with weapons and in hand-to-hand. So nothing was going to go wrong. Sokka repeated this to himself over and over until it actually started to sink into his brain. He had to get his stupid instincts under control. Ever since Sokka helped Zuko through his heat, Sokka's alpha instincts had been rearing their ugly head, which was frustrating because Sokka had never been one to think with this knot. So he just needed to take a deep breath and let it go which was exactly what he did. So he got on with the deep breathing, sort of like the breathing Zuko would do in his morning meditations. And no, he did not need to think about Zuko right now. Mind on the mission. He would be seeing the Omega soon enough anyway. He just needed to finish his circuit around the prison. Frustratingly enough, he hadn't seen hide nor hair of any other Water Tribe warriors. His heart beat a little faster at the thought that maybe his dad wasn't there. No, no, that definitely wasn't what was happening. The prison was huge, after all. He hadn't even gotten through one-fourth of it. His dad was definitely here. After he finished looking through this block, he looked up at the sun and cursed. He was late to Zuko. He hurriedly made his way up to the balcony and promptly found no one there, which made his mind spiral back to the fact that he had left Zuko alone, a Zuko who was only four days off of his heat. What if he wasn't fully recovered? What if his weird herbs wore off and someone found out he was here? There had definitely not been any other Omega guards, and he hadn't seen any Omega inmates either, although he supposed there could be some. The prison was big. Sokka practiced his deep breathing again, and purposefully didn't think about all the things that could go wrong. Sokka startled as someone else walked towards him. "'Hey there, fellow guard. How goes it?' the other man said. And yeah, that was so horribly awkward it couldn't be anyone else but Zuko. Sokka lifted his visor and called out, "'Zuko?' The other boy waved his hands frantically. "'Shh, we don't need anyone finding out I'm here,' he said. Then his body slumped, and Sokka did not have a good feeling about this. "'Look, Sokka, I asked around the lounge. There are no Water Tribe prisoners. I'm afraid your father's not here.' The words sent a jolt of dread through his heart. "'What? Are you sure? Did you double-check?' Sokka asked desperately. His dad had to be here. Zuko's face fell, and he replied, "'Yeah, I'm sure.' "'No, no, no!' Sokka cried out and drove his fist into the wall repeatedly. He felt tears welling up in his eyes, and he was so stupid. He had taken them here on a whim with no guarantee his dad was here, and now they were trapped here with no way out. He went to slam his fist into the wall again, but Zuko reached out and grabbed it gently in his own hands. "'I'm really sorry, Sokka,' Zuko said softly and with feeling, and Sokka couldn't look at him. He didn't want to see the anger and disappointment there.' So we came all this way for nothing? I failed? Again? And that was all Sokka was good for. His invasion plan had failed, and this plan had failed, and now... Now... Zuko rested his hand on Sokka's shoulder and said, It's okay, Sokka. We'll make our way out of here and we'll find where your dad is really being kept. And there was conviction in his voice, and Zuko's steadiness made Sokka feel more steady. You're right, Zuko. Sokka looked up and scrutinized the prison yard. There had to be a way out. Then he froze. Maybe we haven't failed after all! Zuko looked at him confused, and Sokka pointed to the yard. It's Suki! Well, well, well. I never thought I'd find you in here, Prince Zuko. Zuko's heart sank. The ticking clock of his herbs wearing off was an even bigger concern now. He wouldn't just be some random Omega they found. They knew he was, used to be, the crown prince, and his secret would be out. How did you know who I am? He asked. How could I not? You broke my niece's heart! The warden spat. You're my uncle. I never meant to hurt her. And he really hadn't. He knew he was going to hurt her when she found out the truth. Not even Mai knew he was an Omega. Like everyone else, she thought he was a Beta. Of course he loved her. How could he not? But he had never loved her the way she loved him. Quiet! You're my special prisoner now! The warden bellowed. "'And you'd best behave. "'If these criminals found out who you are, "'the traitor prince who let his nation down, "'why, they'd tear you to shreds!' "'Zuko paled at that. "'He definitely needed to get out of here, and soon. "'It would be bad enough if the inmates found out he was an Omega. "'He had heard the stories of Alphas and Betas "'taking advantage of Omegas who were down on their luck. "'He was sure some of the people here were dissenters from Ozai's reign, "'locked up to keep their ideas from spreading. "'But he also knew some of the people here were really hardened criminals.' He knew that both of them would love to get their hands on the prince and bring him down a peg or two to get back at Ozai. Zuko laughed bitterly. If only they knew Ozai would probably delight in their actions. Zuko collected himself and put on his best blank mask. So, what's in it for you? Why don't you just tell my father to come collect a reward? Oh, in due time, believe me, I intend to collect, the warden said, and then motioned for the guards to take him out of his office and back to his cell. Zuko really, really hoped Sokka had a plan. It turned out Sokka did come up with a plan, a really clever one if he did say so himself. The only problem was, it was a plan that put Zuko at risk, which Sokka really, really didn't like. But it was the only plan he had, so he had to man up and do it. Sokka, I'll be fine, Zuko reassured him for what felt like the hundredth time and it was a little concerning that the Omega could read him so well when Sokka thought he was doing a good job covering up his worries. I know, you told me about your breath of fire thing. They'll totally be fine. You said you wouldn't even feel the cold. Sokka bluffed, and Zuko just shot him an amused look. If you know this, then why are you still worrying? Zuko asked. And that was the question, right? Why was he so concerned? The only answer could be that Sokka thought of Zuko as part of his back, which honestly... Sokka didn't know why it hadn't happened sooner. After everything that had happened during Zuko's heat, he had grown closer to the other boy, so it only made sense. I'm allowed to worry about my pack, okay? Sokka snapped, and Zuko stopped in his tracks. He had a look on his face like a deer mouse in front of the flames. Sokka stopped as well and turned towards Zuko. Silence permeated the air, and right before Sokka broke it, Zuko spoke. You see me as part of your pack? He said hesitantly. "'Well, yeah, of course I do,' Sokka said. "'You threw away everything you ever had to come out and teach Aang firebending,' Sokka said slowly. "'And—' "'And you do your best to make sure everyone is safe and taken care of.' Sokka looked away from Zuko. He was stripped bare, and there was something like longing on his face. "'So yeah, you were definitely part of the pack.' Sokka looked at Zuko out of the corner of his eye and saw the moment Zuko's face changed. A blinding smile made itself at home on Zuko's face, and it lit up the whole area around him. Sokka couldn't help but think that he would do whatever it took to see that smile again. "'Well, Alpha?' Zuko said, and that phrase coming from Zuko's mouth sent a curling of heat to Sokka's gut that he couldn't quite figure out. "'We better get to work on getting out of here.' Zuko's whole body was filled with tension. He hadn't had a moment of rest since he had been found out at the prison. First they knew who he was— Then they had taken his herbs. And then the fight with Azula, his sister, his baby sister. And God, everything had been so fucked up. He took deep breaths to calm his racing heart. Everything was fine now. He was safe on the air balloon. They had defeated Azula. She got away safely. He wasn't forced to harm her, not really. Their plan had worked, and they had escaped with Sokka's dad and Suki. But somehow, he still didn't feel safe. He could not calm his racing heart, so he walked to the helm and started stealing the war balloon and left Saka to reunite with his father and Suki. His heart had just started to calm down when he heard someone approach. Prince Zuko, called Chief Hakoda, and Zuko's heart started mouse-rabbiting again. He forced himself to turn around and face him. He bowed and said, Chief Hakoda, forcing his voice not to waver. The older man smiled at him, and it should soothe him. Calm the wariness in him. But it did the opposite. I wanted to thank you for helping my son rescue us, and for keeping Sokka safe. It was all Sokka's plan. I'm sure he could have done it even without me, Zuko said. An odd look flashed across Chief Hakoda's face, but it was gone too fast for Zuko to distinguish. I'm sure that isn't true. From what Sokka said, you were invaluable to his plan. The words felt false to Zuko, Sako was a master strategist and clearly would have been able to come up with a plan even without Zuko being there to help. But he didn't voice the thought. He just frowned and kept his silence. Regardless, I am thankful for your help. The chief smiled at him, and then he raised a hand and brought it up, and it was going towards his face, and Zuko's heart was doing acrobatics in his chest. The alpha, father, was reaching towards him, towards his face, and Zuko couldn't breathe. His thoughts started to spiral, and suddenly it was all too much. He crouched on the ground and covered his face, hoping the Alpha, father, would show him the mercy he had never been given. Sokka was ecstatic. They had made it. They were on the airship leaving the boiling rock. Not only that, everyone had made it. Suki, Dad, and Zuko. His plan had worked, and everyone was safe. He was talking enthusiastically to Suki when the air turned tense. His mouth snapped shut as fear, distress, panic filled the air. He whipped his head around to see his dad looming with his hand outstretched over Zuko's crouching form. His instincts screamed at him to eliminate the threat. He grit his teeth and pushed that down as he rushed over to Zuko. "'Dad, you need to leave!' he ground out. "'I didn't—' his dad started, but Sokka didn't have time to listen right now. "'You're stressing Zuko out, Dad. Please just leave!' His dad assented and quietly moved to the other side of the balloon. With the threat taken care of, Sokka calmed down enough that he could focus on Zuko. The other boy was breathing fast, his good eye wide and pupil blown with fear. Sokka crouched down and moved closer to Zuko. Zuko, you're safe now. I need you to take in a deep breath and hold it. Zuko's eyes were focused on him, but he didn't seem to be hearing what Sokka was saying. Sokka hesitated and then reached out, putting a hand on Zuko's shoulder. The Omega flinched, and Sokka went to remove his hand, but then Zuko relaxed minutely. His breathing was still too fast, and it picked up again as Zuko caught sight of Hakoda. He was breathing so fast Sokka was sure the other boy was going to pass out. Sokka sighed and really hoped Zuko wouldn't kill him for this later. He moved closer to the other boy and brought his head into the crook of his shoulder, close to his scent gland, and then he released as much calming and safety as he could. Zuko's rushed breathing slowly calmed down, and the other boy's body relaxed like the strings holding him up were cut all at once. "'You back with us, buddy?' Sokka asked. Zuko nodded slowly, his head still firmly on Sokka's shoulder. After a moment, he pulled back. He looked everywhere else but at Sokka, clearly embarrassed by his freakout. Sokka sighed internally and really looked at the other boy. He looked tired, exhausted, really. He had dark bags under his good eye, And now that he really thought about it, Zuko was always the first one up in the morning and the last one to bed at night. How much sleep did he really get? And Sokka really couldn't imagine that he slept well at the boiling rock. Resolve firm. Sokka spoke. You're looking a little tired there. Why don't you go to the cabin and take a nap? Zuko's mouth tightened and his chin rose in defiance. I'm fine, Sokka, he said firmly. A nap still wouldn't hurt, though. We're all tired after our escape, Sokka tried. Zuko's eye narrowed, and his lip turned down in a frown. "'I said I'm fine!' Zuko snapped, voice rising. "'And yet yeah, Zuko was going to be difficult about this like he was about everything. Sokka needed to think carefully about this, because he suspected the next time he suggested a nap, Zuko wasn't going to be delicate in his answer. "'Then it came to him. "'I'm sorry, Zuko. I know you can take care of yourself. "'I've just been really worried. You know, this whole Alpha thing.' I can't always help it. I feel like I have to look out for my pack and I haven't exactly been able to watch over you these past few days, so my instincts are kicking in trying to make up for it." Sokka smiled sheepishly. So if you would be willing to humor me and take a small nap, that would really take a big weight off my shoulders. Zuko's eyes narrowed and he frowned deeper, and Sokka thought that his gamble wasn't going to work. Until a second later, Zuko's face softened. The other boy looked down and said softly, "Fine." I'll take a stupid nap if it will make you feel better. Sokka smiled in relief. It really will, he said, and he reached out a hand to pull Zuko up. The other boy took it and let Sokka usher him into the captain's quarters and climbed into bed. Before Sokka could leave, Zuko reached out and grabbed his sleeve. Sokka turned back to face him. Make sure to wake me up as soon as we land, Zuko said, and his eyes were already drooping. I will. Sokka said softly, and smiled at the other boy as he made himself comfortable and quickly went to sleep. Sokka could hear the cheers of joy as the others saw Hakoda and Suki walk down the ramp. A small smile played on his face as he walked into the cabin to wake up Zuko. The smile grew even larger at the sight of the other boy. He had pulled the sheets and blankets around him in a small nest, and he was completely covered except for the top of his head. It would be a shame to wake him when he was sleeping so deeply. But Sokka had promised, and he was a man of his word. He leaned forward and pulled the blanket down off of the Omega's face. Zuko, he called out. But the other boy continued to sleep deeply. He reached a hand out and shook the other boy gently. Zuko, we're here. But the Omega just grumbled and turned over. Sokka sighed in exasperation and shook him again, more firmly. But once again, he didn't stir. Well, he did say that Zuko needed the sleep... So Sokka would just let him sleep. He would just move him to the temple so he wouldn't wake up alone on the airship. Sokka stripped the blanket from Zuko. The other boy grumbled a bit, but stayed asleep. Then Sokka bent over and grabbed him, one hand under his knees and the other supporting his shoulders. Then he lifted. He frowned when Zuko was completely in his arms because the other boy was definitely too light and it wasn't just lost weight from his heat. He must have lost weight sometime else between now and Zuko chasing them around the world. He made a mental note to make sure Zuko got more food. He shifted Zuko in his arms and made his way off the war balloon. As he walked, Zuko mumbled in his sleep and reached a hand out and grasped his shirt firmly. Sokka blushed as the Omega then nuzzled into his shoulder. He felt Zuko's lips touch his neck. Sokka firmly told himself that that was not a kiss, okay? It was just sleepy-nuzzling, which was totally better." Zuko's hand grasped his shirt more firmly in his hand, and he murmured something Sokka didn't quite catch. But he definitely heard his name, which was reasonable because Zuko could smell him, right? His face was right by his scent gland, and Sokka's heart wasn't beating faster at the thought of Zuko dreaming about him. Nope, it was beating its normal steady beat. "'Sokka?' Aang's voice pulled him out of his thoughts. "'Is Zuko okay?' he asked, concerned. "'Shh,' Sokka insisted. "'He's fine, just tired.' Can you help me get his sleep pad out? I sort of have my hands full. Sokka nodded towards Zuko and smiled as if to invite Aang in on the joke. Sure! Aang chirped, and when Sokka scowled at him, he looked sheepish. Oh yeah, quiet. Sorry. Aang scampered off and came back a moment later and laid out Zuko's sleeping pad. Sokka started walking over to it when he heard a scoff. He turned to find Katara staring angrily at Zuko in his arms, and Sokka sighed preemptively. "'So now Zuko can't even walk by himself? "'I don't know what he's here for if he can't pull his own weight,' Katara said hardly. "'Her arms crossed and her eyes harsh.' Hakoda opened his mouth to speak, but Sokka interrupted him. "'I don't know, Katara. "'Helping break our dad out of prison sounds like pulling more than his own weight to me, "'so why don't we save the judgment for people who actually deserve it?' Katara's jaw tightened in anger, and it looked like she was going to say something else. "'But their dad stepped in. "'Katara, just leave it alone, okay?' he said, and Katara sniffed but stayed silent. Sokka's shoulders slumped in relief, and he didn't realize how tense he had been until the tension had left him. He took a deep breath and knelt down next to the sleeping pad, and laid Zuko down gently only to find that Zuko wouldn't let him go. His hand only tangled in his shirt tighter, and he murmured something and rolled over to nuzzle his head up to Sokka's knee. Sokka could feel his face heating up, and this was just what he needed, a repeat of Zuko's heat. The last thing he wanted to do was take off his shirt in front of his dad. So he took Zuko's hand and pried it off his shirt. But as soon as his hand was off, the other one took its place. And it was official. Zuko was definitely a shark to puss Can I get a little help here? Sokka asked the room in general. I don't know, Sokka. It looks like Zuko really wants you to stay there, Aang said as he smiled mischievously. Yeah, Toph said smirking. Maybe you should just take off your shirt. That seemed to work last time. Yes, well, I would like to keep my shirt, thank you very much. So, if either of you traders would just come over here and help me, I would appreciate it, Saka hissed. Angentoff just laughed at him, and Saka sat there fuming and flushing in turns before Katara walked over with a huff. Here, she said, and shoved Saka's pillow at Zuko's face, and miraculously it worked. Zuko let go of Saka's shirt and wrapped both of his arms around the pillow instead. How did you? Saka asked. But Katara just scowled and spoke over him. Obviously, he was refusing to let go of you because of your scent, so giving him something else with it distracted him. Sokka could feel his flesh extend all the way down his neck. He knew that. Okay, he didn't know that, but he could have figured that out. But he was too distracted with Zuko cuddling him, okay? It was very distracting. Anyone would be distracted with someone that pretty cuddling them. And did he say pretty? He definitely didn't mean that. He meant... Something definitely not that. He didn't think Zuka was pretty, did he? I mean, sure the guy was objectively good-looking, but Zuka didn't like him. I mean, outside of his heat pheromones driving him crazy, but any alpha would react that way to an omega in heat. And sure, maybe he had a few passing thoughts outside of the heat pheromones influences, but that was perfectly normal, right? Right? Sokka sat panicking until he was drawn into telling the story of their escape from boiling rock. He pushed his thoughts aside. There would be time for this later. So, Zuko is an Omega? Chief Hakoda started. Yeah, it was a big surprise to everyone. We all thought he was a Beta until... Sokka mimed an explosion. Bam! He smelled like an Omega. That must have been quite the surprise, Hakoda said. Yeah, understatement of the century, Sokka laughed. So, you like him? Hakoda asked, and Sokka couldn't quite place the expression on his face. Sokka shrugged. I mean, of course. Despite the whole chasing us around the globe to capture Aang, he's actually a good guy. He threw away everything he had to come here and train Aang, and he is a great firebender. Sokka frowned and shook a finger at his father. And don't listen to what Zuko says about that. He has, like, the lowest self-esteem ever and is under the impression that he isn't a good firebender, which is insane. Sokka made a sweeping gesture. Not only is he a great firebender, but, like, he's also an amazing swordsman, which should be illegal, okay? You shouldn't get to be a bender and be a good weapons user. Hakoda smiled at his son, amused at his ranting. So you do like him? Sokka looked at him confused. I mean, yeah, I just said that. We all like him. I mean, not Katara, Sokka corrected. But you know her. She can hold a grudge for ages. She'll get over it, though. Sokka said as he looked at Katara as she made dinner. She sent a poisonous glare at Zuko as he muttered something in his sleep. I mean, hopefully? Sokka's voice pitched higher than normal. Hakoda gave Sokka an exasperated look. Sokka, that's not exactly what I meant. Then what do you mean? Speak clearly, Dad. Sokka interrupted. Hakoda sighed and turned to fully face his son. You're courting, Zuko. What? No, I— Sokka spluttered for a good minute, clearly flustered— I am not courting Zuko, Sokka eventually managed to hiss out, looking around to make sure no one else heard his dad's proclamation. I may have helped him through his heat. You helped him through his heat! Hakoda's eyes almost bugged out of his head. Sokka waved his hands furiously, drawing the attention of Katara, Toph, Suki, and Eng. Not like that, he yelled, face-flushed furiously. I didn't... I mean, not that! He rubbed the back of his neck and looked to the ground. He wasn't properly prepared, so when he wasn't busy, Sokka said tactfully. I came in and made sure he had food and water. He looked back up to meet his dad's eyes, and then I left and left him to it. Sokka trailed off. Hakoda looked at Sokka hard, silent for a moment. You know that's not what it looks like, don't you, son? He asked. No? Sokka said, voice faltering. I mean, I'm just trying to be a good pack alpha. And Zuko is pack now. Sokka said firmly. An unreadable expression flittered across Hakoda's face, but after a moment it was replaced by a fond smile. He reached out and placed a hand on Sokka's shoulder. Okay, son. If it helps, I think you're doing an excellent job, Hakoda offered. Sokka smiled big and bright and replied, thanks, dad. And after that, their talk turned to other topics.